Welcome back to That Metal Podcast, episode 49. I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm Gonzo. All right. So, again, we've been trying some different things, you know. We're on Skype right now. So, actually, you sound pretty, pretty good. Um, I hope it transfers over. Okay. No, yeah, because it was a little <laughs> odd, I will tell you, when I did this last week or the other week with, with Fabian. Mm-hmm. It was a little odd, I gotta tell you, because it was like there's a, there was like a pause, and I think that was just his, inter- his internet connection. But with you, yeah. it's like seamless. Uh, his internet so, is you know, out, out over in where's he at, Clint? In Clint right. Texas. Like, yeah. I think the internet there is like ran by like some hamsters on wheels or some shit. So yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's not as as fast as what we have right now. It's not, as, it's not as robust as the uh, no. hundred megabits that we enjoy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, obvious question, first things first, what you've been listening to? Oh, man. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a few weeks. I've um, yeah. been listening to a lot of, uh, lot of uh, Devin Townsend lately. I've uh, been revisiting Edge of Sanity. Nice. Um, yeah, just kind of going through all the albums. Because I mostly listen to like Purgatory Afterglow and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I've been kind of just going through the catalog, uh, mostly at work. Um, so since you know, with all the, a lot of people are working from home right now, and so I have a lot of uh, time at work where I'm just kind of at my desk by myself, working on reports and whatever. It's a good yeah. time to jam out, you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, aside from that, uh, just really, um, and, uh, I actually also checked out this past, uh, well, this past weekend, yesterday. Mm-hmm. um devin townsend's live uh streaming concert that he did oh yeah it was uh, yesterday yeah, yeah he did it the second for, one right uh, it was the second one right um he puts them out on youtube later for free um but i actually decided to chip in so i did the i bought a ticket to the live broadcast and uh yeah that was for i want to say london some uh, some kind of group that's been helping you know deal with the uh with the yeah pandemic. i remember and, I yeah <clears throat> It was a it was a really good set, man. Um, he mm-hmm. played, I mean, a little bit of everything. He played some strapping. He played uh, almost again, which I believe is the most unstrapping song that he has. For it's a badass song, man. It's yeah. a great song, but I, yeah. I feel like it almost feels more like of a Devin Townsend solo song. It's it very it's very melodic. Doesn't sound like anything yeah. else on that album. And then uh, he did it. He did uh, Genesis. He did. Uh, Fuck, dude. Uh, trying to blank here. He did Kingdom. He did a little bit of everything. Like, it was a really yeah. good set. So he said he's been doing... So he did another concert, like, a week ago. Mm-hmm. And that one I saw on YouTube, which was also really good. And it's... uh, He's kind of, I guess, doing... He's doing three concerts total, and each set is different. So next weekend, he's doing another, a third and final one. And yeah. that was going to have its own set as well. So you can combine them all together. You get a full show, I guess. But um, it's yeah. just him with, you know, he's got his uh, Pro Tools set up and it's playing the, you know, the backing tracks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and just, he just he's covers, own... of course, the, he does his own voice in the guitar, of course. And... That's just funny, though. The, the the jerry rig, is that what he was calling it? The... Oh, dude, yeah. So he's getting the all fan. Kevin McAllister, dude. Like, yeah, dude. He's got fucking phones set up all over his, I guess it's his garage or little studio at his house. Right. And he's got these little... Um, cell phone hitched up he has one hitched up on a oscillating fan without the yeah. blade and it's just going side to side he's got another one connected to a mixer like a okay. mix not like a music mixer but like a, a mixer for like cake batter 
Yeah, and it's got that crazy uh, that side by camera. side thing. Yeah. The so what it does, and he uses it pretty good in the show. When he flips to that camera, he does yeah. it for the heavy parts. So it has this bleed yeah. out effect, yeah. and it just shakes. Yeah. <laughs> like you know how like they do in music videos, yeah. whenever the distortion kicks up, they'll shake the camera or whatever. And he's doing that. It's so <laughs> funny though. When you actually see what it is, they're like, oh wow. Um, yeah. You know what? I gotta say something. I think that guy out of everyone going through this thing. I mean, this thing's fucking it up for everybody. And yeah, I think that no one has owned it better than he has. <laughs> like he's just, yeah. you know, he's finding it an opportunity instead of bitching and whining like a lot of celebrities are doing. And right. I wouldn't really call him a celebrity, but you know, a lot of people of social status are bitching and complaining, being dramatic, crying. Oh, I can't believe her two months stuck at home or whatever. And this yeah. guy is just finding it as an opportunity to be creative. You know, he's yeah. doing the quarantine yeah. projects of varying quality. Some of them are just flat out silly and others are really interesting. And the other portions are, you know, he's doing these concerts to benefit people that are going through this shit. And right. that's cool. Like he doesn't have to do any of that shit. You know, he's, I mean, the money's not even for him. You know, it's for, it's for yeah. people that need help right now. And the, considering the fact that he's in the hole, um, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how well his Patreon or whatever he did did because I know he did one because he was super in debt because of the money he had spent already on the uh, tour he was planning this year, the right. one that we were supposed to go to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. He lost a fuck ton of cash because I mean he had to pay a lot of stuff upfront, non-refundable, and now he's got to pay people for travel and time and stuff like that. Even yeah. though he didn't give it to use them, it was just suck for him and for pretty much anybody in his position. Right. But that yeah, I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, checked out mm -hmm. the the new Catatonia. Um, I thought it was alright, but um, I'll get your I'll get your your take on it. Uh, what what have you been up to? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think one of the major albums that I think that really struck me was the new. Um, Black Dahlia Merger. Mm-hmm. Uh, really Verminius. Yeah. And which clearly, when you look at the cover, it's a love letter to early, er, uh, early Swedish death metal bands. Because mm -hmm. when you look at that cover, it reeks of uh, Dan Seagrave, you know. It really does. Uh, uh, Entomb, Left Hand Path, Age of Sanity, The Spectral Sorrows, Dismember, Like an Ever-Flowing Stream. You know, it kind of has that vibe of just, I don't know, it's just really fucking cool, right? And then yeah. the songs themselves, I mean, this is a great fucking showcase for uh, melodic technical death metal, you know? Um, and I think there's even some song in there that's direct tribute to bands like At The Gates and stuff like that, um, which I forgot which one it was, but they... If you look into uh, some of the notes on uh, Apple Music, sometime it, it, they mentioned, but I, I forgot if it was uh, the Leather Apron Scorn or How Very Dead, one of those, or Sunless Empire. I'm not sure, but it's a great, it's a fucking heavy ass album. I mean, definitely recommend it. Definitely uh, highlight of the month for sure. Oh, dude, for of the year, man, because that's uh, like yeah, this year's. Right. That's like this year's cattle decapitation, man. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. And yeah. Just, I, on your ass. I wasn't even expect. I didn't even know they were making a new album, man. And all that in tune, and I got to see them too, all, um, 
on the cruise. I don't know if it was last time, but, um, you know, it's great. Um, yeah, I saw him, man, I think I saw him open for Fair Factory, but that was like, fuck, dude, like 10 yeah. years ago. And that, that's cool <clears throat> about them, too, is that they're very accessible. You'll see them every year or other year. They come by around, you know. So that's yeah, cool. cool. It's cool about them. Now, here's a weird one. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to, well, I guess just really one song mm-hmm. from Stuck Mojo. You know Stuck Mojo, no? Yeah, of course. So that one song from them is called Here Come the Infidels. Off the album, Here Come the Infidels. Mm-hmm. And it's the very first song. And it's just fucking groovy, dude. It's just a fucking great song. Uh, a good mix of rap and yeah, groove metal. You know, it's, uh, it's a really good... They're an interesting take on that uh, hip-hop metal style. I yeah. They're, they're um, associated with... Uh, some sort of wrestling or 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 bands like uh, wrestlers like to use their music or something like that. Uh, but either way, uh, either way, I think uh, I forgot the name. His last name is Ward. He's a Fozzy with with uh, Jericho. <laughs> okay. So he's their guitarist for Stuck Mojo as well. Um, I was listening to a lot of different various power metal. Uh, reason behind that is because I'm going to do a power metal episode in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a hidden gems of power metal and the big 10 instead of doing the big four, just going to do the big 10 of power metal. Keep nice. it light. Keep it light. Don't at me if I don't include your bands. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, like it's, it, you know, when you do those lists, it should just be bands that are, that truly changed the game, not just because they're your favorite band. And if they yeah, didn't make you a gotta difference, leave your yeah, your out of there. Yeah, exactly. It, it, that's <clears throat> what I'm kind of going off of, you know, with both of those lists. But the hidden gems should cover some of the bands that maybe I didn't mention for the, you know, the Big Ten apart. Um, been listening to Arian live because I I just bought that uh well I bought that Star One remember yeah yeah you the Star been. One uh the Star One live on I forgot live on Earth I forgot what it was called and then I I, I actually bought on um Vin, Venmo or Venmo or Voodoo I don't know what it was um Electric Castle live and other tales so that's the newest one that just came out that one's fucking great man it's just like a whole nice. It's like a fuck fest. There's all these, all these people just everywhere, you know. It's really great. Um, and then, plus, yeah, so Catatonia. Let's go. Let's get to that. Let's go ahead and... Zana <laughs> holding off the one, <laughs> Yeah. So I heard Catatonia a few times over. Um, and I was incredibly disappointed. So uh, I'm going to keep listening to it, of course. Um, it's It doesn't suck. Definitely doesn't suck. No, it's nothing. To, it's not nothing to do with that. I think my expectations were too high. But it, again, there are too many slower songs on this one. Uh, and I mean, you get what you pay, you're you're gonna get what you want with Catatonia. You're gonna get your bleakness. Your you know your it's a very dark album. Still very melancholy. Uh, yeah, yeah, super super. So it's not like it's it sucks because it sucks in terms of that. You know, like the bad songs or whatever. Right. Just not something that I was expecting and. Uh, I need to, I need to mull over it and kind of listen to it again and and several more times and kind of maybe it's a grower 
I know for a lot of people, especially a lot of media outlets, uh, media outlets that were um, automatically gave it a 10 out of 10, a 9 out of 10. Um, I I kind of disagree with that. I would give it. Uh, I would have to say I would give it a good seven out of ten. Um, that's I think it's fair. Uh, because even then, I mean, it's um, there's a lot of slow songs. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and it's like it's funny because like there's this dude that I was fighting with online, and I know I shouldn't have, but uh, <laughs> he he started talking shit about me. He no, was like, he was like, he was, yeah, he was like, dude, uh, shave that nasty, those nasty pubes off your face. Oh, wow. And I'm like, and That's I was like, went? first of all, yeah. And I'm like, first of all, my beautiful beard, leave it alone. It's, it's an awesome beard. So <laughs> fuck you. But I was like thinking, who the fuck is this guy? He's some, some asshole. I don't know. He looked like some, he looked like some, uh, what's that guy from? He looked like some Razor Ramon asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> a cheekbone. Like, yeah, he looked like that. He had the slick, <laughs> the slick hair. You know? Yeah. He looked like a fucking dude. Yeah, he's a total piece of shit. You can tell. <laughs> uh, so I was like thinking, he was saying that it's there's techno and 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 it's glam. There's in, electronic in, elements, but there's and then, electronic elements, but this fuckface didn't know how to say it. He doesn't know how to, because he's a Neanderthal. He didn't know how to fucking really <laughs> express himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's like it's not fucking techno, dumbass. It's sure electronic elements, yeah. for sure. And there are like, um, who was it that does that kind of stuff? Was it sneaker sneaker pups or what are they called? Skinny puppy or oh, skinny sne- puppy? Yeah, skinny puppy. Yeah. They yeah. do stuff like that, no? Where it sounds kind of like electronic, they're, like the drums sound they're industrial, but like yeah, they're industrial with like some dancey elements, I guess. I don't think it was them. It's something Sneeder Clitty or what is it? Oh, you know uh, that band? Snickerdoodle. <laughs> I don't know, but there's a band from the early '90s, mid '90s, late '90s, and came out. And, tell you. Yeah, and it's all those bands that kind of have that electronic drum sound kind of thing going on um but anyways and then the glam i don't know what the fuck he's talking about there's no fucking dude glam in there. when you were telling me about that originally yeah. like i'm like my first thought initially is like what is with people i don't know if it's specific specific to facebook or twitter or whatever but what is with people whenever they i guess interpret something as maybe being catchy or yeah. maybe not super heavy it's glam yeah like do you even know what glam is? Right. Can you name a glam band? <laughs> like, what? How? It's a little bizarre to kind of describe How? something as being glam. Right. What um, part of it? Like, I would be like, dude, tell me which part specifically read glam in your freaking brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, it's going to sound like poison or it's going to sound like, you know, rat. Or like Motley Crue or some shit like that. <laughs> round and round. Yeah, round and round. Like, it, I don't know what. I don't know. It makes no sense. That's, it's it dumb. baffles. I think they interpret that as being like overly catchy or something. That's right. the only thing I'm trying to think of. Like, where? Because I was thinking about what that dude said as I listened to it, and I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I don't get it, but I mean, like, I I can get where his dumbass got the techno element. Oh, there. Right. right. You just. Some, you just there's didn't some know synthesizers what he was in there and stuff. All right. Yeah. Some electronic beats here and there. 
there especially you go. on like black lacquer or whatever lacquer and a lot of other yeah, slow, yeah yeah a lot of other slow uh, elements but like yeah like i'm like okay sure but glam yeah and then like you know listening to it with my wife outside and we're just hanging out and i'm like do you hear glam? Because she she knows what glam is. Her my mother in law is a huge glam. <laughs> do you hear glam? It, do you hear any glam? Like, is there anything glamorous about any of this? If anything, this makes me want to down a fucking bottle of pills with some whiskey and kill myself. Yeah, no shit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, like more accurate. I don't <laughs> yeah. Oh, people. You know if what? So yeah, I'll I'm gonna keep keep at it, keep listening to it. I not for me right now. I'm not giving it a very positive review uh, but again it's still even that even then it's still one of the better releases of the year so yeah. Yeah. that's kind of goes you know says a lot about a lot of the releases this year which i'm gonna go ahead and talk about now so i gotta tell you i went ahead and checked out some of the newest releases and i was so there's some good things there here and there but the one that was just terrible, abysmal, was Danzig <laughs> sings Elvis. <laughs> I didn't see that. Stay um. in your fucking lane. Stay in your fucking <laughs> lane, you fucking midget. That it is the is a fucking terrible album. Check it out, dude. It sounds so stupid. He sounds terrible because you can't really hear him that well. <laughs> and maybe because he knows that maybe he can't really do the Elvis voice, he calls himself. What does he call himself? Like little black Elvis or some shit, or like dark. He that's what he thinks he is, but he, again he needs to stay in his lane. Yeah, shitty album. Feed that shit to his head, I'm sure. Really shitty album. I gotta <laughs> tell you. Uh, surprised by the new Trivium. Uh, very surprised. What the Dead Men Say It's actually okay. really good. I'll check it out. Uh, I... Trivium's hit or miss for me, but um, for real, yeah, I, I'd, yeah, I'd say so. Kind of like a kill switch engage, like some of it's good, some of it's. Uh, it's but, a, uh, a, I think it's a little more technical because I think kill switch they just fuck around too much, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Trivium's a little bit more technical, just like a smidge. Um, if you're if you're into like this kind of like doomy progressive stuff, there's badass album by Elder. This, it's called Omens. It's really good. Cool. If you're, in, if you're into some super technical, progressive, just like super technical death metal, Abysmal Dawn came out with their new album, um, Flyogenesis. And then some good death metal, Ulcerate came out with their new album, Stare, uh, Stare into Death and Be Still. Um, what else is out there? It's a bunch of bullshit, though, for the most part. <laughs> Usually is. Usually is. Um, <clears throat> I'll I'll come up with more, or I'll share more next time. Um, did talk about the New Testament. It's really fucking good. Titans of Creation. That one you should definitely check out. Fuck yeah. Um, is it like is it like thrashy testament or death metal testament? I feel like he goes back and forth. It's a good mix, man. Dude, it's a good mix. You're you essentially have a super band, dude, because you have Gene Hoagland, you oh, have right. Steve DiGiorgio on bass. I mean, Alex Kalnick is a fucking guitar god. Eric Peterson, badass guitarist. 
You know what I mean? And then Chuck, you know, like get out of here. It's like it's like a fucking super band, dude. So like yeah, for sure if, if you want, <laughs> that's good stuff. And and it then you know like the, a lot of fun. Yeah, and then the new um, War Warbringer is pretty good. That uh, Weapons of Tomorrow. It's just like Deathly Thrash, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't listen to that Elvis one. I mean, if you do, <laughs> I guess listen to it for a laugh, maybe. Oh um, yeah. Say, well, you hear an example sucks. of what you shouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was recently, I was very pleased to hear that finally, finally, and I'm guessing through a maybe just legal issues or whatever but the pissing razors have their self-titled album finally it's on apple music and spotify um and if you guys are want any idea if you if you might like the pissing razors first of all badass name and if you like pantera machine head skin lab groove Mm -hmm. the pissing razors are up your alley but you know this is my favorite album the self-titled album, uh, heard it back in '98 when it came out, and yeah, um, I was in high school. That's right. Yeah. It's been so long. So Shit. that was like my favorite. That was my. I was reading Metal Maniacs and I was like, "Pissy Razors from El Paso, Texas," and I was like, "Oh shit, oh, they're from shit. here!" Dude. I was all excited <laughs> and everything, you know. Yeah. So I got to hear that, yeah. That's awesome. So that definitely check. Uh, recommend check that out. And then okay, so. <clears throat> Kind of, kind of to do with, um, you know, these metal groups and how everybody kind of attacks each other, right? For yeah, everything, I guess. Yeah, probably <laughs> uh, kind of an opinion. Right, <laughs> and then you know, kind of with us too, uh, um, you know, getting criticized by family. Um, sorry. Maybe like random strangers. Uh, for us, well, we listen to, right? Right. So it kind of goes all over the place where people are just criticizing and uh, talking shit about why you're listening to that. We should be listening to this or or, or my music better than your music and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of saying that, how about it's just like, well, we should just all kind of like let's just share music and just listen to everything. Why not? Fuck it. And if we don't yeah. like it, well, too bad. We don't fucking like it. It's just not for us. But for the most part, that's why I really liked Trolls World Tour. Because that's like the message that it spreads is that... Because you're asking me why why that? Why did you want to put it on, <laughs> on the topic like, rather than on the like, outline? Yeah. Trolls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, shut the fuck up. I'll explain it. <laughs> yeah. Like, shut up, dude. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> so, like, it's pretty much what it's about. It's like about... Uh, learning to deal with other people and the styles of music that they listen to and being okay with it and just sharing music and letting music unite you and unite us as a whole instead of dividing us because that's essentially that's what ended up happening in the in the cartoon is it was dividing people instead of bringing them together right so if you watch it you'll know what i'm talking about um so, My son's been wanting to watch it, so it's yeah. gonna come up. I was gonna say, yeah. um, so how is heavy metal represented in that movie? Evil, of course. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like, uh, and Ozzy is like the grandpa. Oh uh, shit! He plays the voice Ozzie? of the yeah. yeah, or I think it's her, the girl's dad or her uncle or grandpa, uh, the troll. 
And uh, but yeah, it's interesting because they're definitely metal and hard rock is viewed as evil and mm -hmm. as the bad people. By all the poppy trolls of Justin Timberlake and. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's like yeah, it's funny because when you see all the the different genres of music, like reggaeton and like oh, shit. country, yeah, <laughs> countries. Uh, I thought it was just like. So when I saw the trailers, they made it just look like, oh, we got the... Because I've seen the first movie. Uh, yeah. Again, you have a kid comes up. Right. And I, I was like, all right, you know, it's whatever. You know, it's this goofy little thing. And then the second one, I said the trailer, and it's like, you got all the happy-go-lucky uh, trolls yeah. that listen to pop music, and they're all right. glittery, and they're all happy. And then you yeah. got these heavy metal trolls coming out, and they're just like, yeah, yeah dude. Is, Fuck you and shit. Yeah. Like it's so cool. Well, that's the cussing, right? Right. They're like, you're garbage. And, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah. It sounds like a bunch of high school people. Because yeah, like, that's how that's how metalheads are in high school. They're like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's kind of accurate. I mean, it, that's, if you that's look at it, it's like you know the poppy, ambition. the poppy. I mean, the girl's name is Poppy. Even like they're, oh, <laughs> yeah, like even even then like. They're like, what the hell's country? You know, the poppy, the mm -hmm. pop music trolls are like, what the fuck is country music? Like, they're all freaked, like tripping out on that, and <laughs> they trip, they trip out on everything. Yeah, and then there's like, there's like K-pop, and there's like Mexican, oh, there's like everything, dude. It's funny. It's, it's great, and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, all of them are all divided, not because they're divided, but that's just the way it's like different countries, different regions. Uh, people. People, I mean, we're represented by trolls here, but like people in general, we exactly. tend to segre segregate ourselves. We don't, we don't necessarily mean to do it. It's just literally, I, well, you know, not to get all philosophical, but it's like right. the human condition. We just tend to stick to our kind. And yeah, that's exactly the uh, the idea. Also, but um, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great message. It's a good movie. Uh, there's also which is uh, the other one that we saw about the. The dad that comes like half ways. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was a good one too. Movie? Yeah, Onward. yeah, Onward. that was surprisingly that was, good. Yeah, and I'm was... I'm I'm actually very shocked that I don't understand why Jack Black didn't play the older brother because oh, whoever Pratt. <laughs> he emulated him exactly. Like I thought it was Jack Black because I thought it was him. The mannerisms. He, he fucking copied like... him. I almost feel like maybe Jack Black was the original intendee for that role. And right, maybe and just for whatever reason, something happened. Oh, know? I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm thinking because, yeah, because yeah. even like his build. Yes. He's kind of chunky. chunky. Um, but like he's very agile, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like his mannerisms very much remind me of something Jack Black would play. Yeah. And the fact that he's all heavy metal too. You know, right. he's all, he's all with his Imagine. fucking his patches and his fucking van and all that. And he's I mean, got a little tape player and he plays fucking ballads and I shit. I know, it's like a, a fucking, <laughs> it's like a, a metal, like it's like an adventure movie, you know, it with, it's a great, it's a, it's another movie. It's cool. And it's very sad at the end. <laughs> Whoa, that's brutal, man. What the fuck was that? Yeah, ending? that like, was brutal. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my, we had watched it um, a couple of weeks ago. It was actually, um, it was like three weeks ago on Disney yeah. Plus or whatever, and my my son's like, ooh, you know, this looks cool. So yeah, let's watch it. So me and the wife, yeah. we all watched it, and yeah, we laughed. It was, you know, it's a Pixar movie, so it's got a good, 
high level of quality to be polished. Oh, yeah, it looks, sure. looks really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, funny. But, it's funny as hell. It's yeah, the jokes definitely land, um, especially when they're. I think it's the part when they're driving away from the the ferry bikers, and then they. Yeah. There's a part where like the 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 dad because they get that fake body for him, and he's just like waving his fucking oh, yeah. fist at the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when they get pulled over by the cops, then he comes out all like, oh shit, he looks like he's fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah that's right wobbling around yeah it's like those videos you see on fucking cops but yeah that was a, it yeah. was a cute movie i liked it it was cool and yeah it's got definite like metal elements with the yeah. the dragons and the adventure and the fact that yeah the one dude who's into all that shit happens to be a, a metalhead and <laughs> and they're like doubting him for everything you know yeah. like, you're fucking yeah. crazy you're stupid and you're a slacker grow up and, there you go yeah, yeah. exactly yeah but yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's a worth. Those two are good, I think, movies for metalheads that we should add on that list. Yeah. So, so, don't at us. Just watch <laughs> them and enjoy them. Hey, look, man. I, I'm. I, yeah, like I don't. I don't give a fuck. Oh. It's cartoons. I. I mean, shit. Just the other day, I was watching that Mortal Kombat cartoon, The Scorpion's oh, Revenge. Oh, it's gory and bloody and amazing. It was. It was radar. I was like, fucking great, dude. Nice. It's fucking ridiculous, so like just the 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 way people die. It's awesome. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. I saw the commercial for uh, yesterday. Tons actually. of gore. Yeah. Tons of gore. Nice. So speaking of gore, mm-hmm. that uh, person that I do not like right now. So I would like to reiterate. I was at peace with Sam Dunn and Banger TV. <laughs> But the war is back on. No. I one-sided because he really doesn't even know that I exist. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, that's all good because. Goddamn Canuck. No, yeah. Like <laughs> I know. I'm just joking too. But he just got on my nerves last time. So we saw this episode on. Uh, it was on YouTube, right? Yeah. And go ahead. You wanna? Do you want? Can you wanna? Kind of expand on why I was upset. Yeah. Um, so first I want to kind of preface. Uh, the episode's a little antiquated, but the point still rings very hot to this uh, day. Five, four, three to five uh, years? Uh, I think it was like four years. Anyways. Yeah. So this guy, the guy, uh, Sam Dunn, he said his name. I'm bad with names. Yeah. Um, he's making an ever-evolving list of, was it the top ten? Uh, prog metal or just, uh, just there was wasn't even there wasn't a, a li- uh, an amount no okay so he's, he's, he's trying to put together a list of the very best must listen uh prog metal artists of all time or whatever mm-hmm. and um yeah so i guess the way the show works is you know the uh people in the chat or whatever they stream it live when it happens they're dropping um dropping names names like suggestions for the list and as usual the crowd knows more what's up than this guy does yeah <laughs> you know, real yeah so what, what what the reason why dave is so upset is because like they'll say something like arion and he's like Adah, what <laughs> he's like he's like has this uh smug attitude of like well if i don't know who the fuck it is then why should so, i include it who are they yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of playing off like, oh yeah, I gotta check them out. You know, cool. 
he's more like, well, if I haven't heard of them, they're probably like whatever, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. And then him <laughs> not wanting to include Devin Townsend for whatever yeah. reason. Because he's, he's been on every one. list. He's, he, he's everyone's all like they said like every episode they've done that they keep trying to put him on a list for something and like <laughs> post let him. <laughs> yeah. Fucking the dude's multi layered. Let him yeah. be on multiple. He could he could uh defy genre. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Hawken. They brought up Hawken, and uh, yeah. he had the what's his name? The dude from Between the Buried It Was Between the Buried and Me. He had the bass player um, with him. The name escapes me, but he keeps kind of looking at him like, "Hey, yeah, what do you think of uh, Hawken?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Mountain came out this year. Yeah, it was a great right. album. This and that." But he actually like that guy actually saved the episode because he had like actual like he had something to say. He had he had, he had knowledge. <laughs> And not only that, it almost seemed like uh, Sam Dunn was like, um, yeah, what do you think about this band? What do you think about that band? And it's like he he didn't really seem to know a lot about him. Uh, if anything, Sam Dunn just, you know, for me, he just feels that Macedon is the ultimate thing, for, you know what I mean? And that's it. Um, and he just, yeah. Um, good thing they made changes. They would make, he would make changes or make um, amends, you know, like he was like, all right, I'm going to make changes, take these out, put these guys in. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't that much of a jackass when it comes to that. Uh, but you you were surprised by what, actually? Um, that no one did what? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, my memory's like, oh, no. Um, yeah. I was shocked that not the fan related or, or otherwise nobody suggested Dan Swano or boy Dan Swano. Like yeah. uh, that guy's, um, I mean, he's one of the most under celebrated musical, I'm going to say it geniuses, right. um, you know, of, of our time. I mean, this guy has made some wonderful, wonderful fucking uh, progressive music through Nightingale and his self-titled work and, and even fucking Edge of Sanity. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of progressive elements in, in, in that shit. Or, uh, I think... Um, Witherscape. And Witherscape All his well. projects. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's solo like, album. Yeah. And yeah. the fact the fact that nobody said anything, I was like, really, I was really bummed out. I was, like, I was kind, of, yeah. kind of expecting somebody, because when they started throwing out, like, Hawken and, and, and Devin Townsend and stuff like that, I was like, oh, cool, maybe somebody will say something. And right. I was really surprised. I was like, oh, I almost wish I could go back in time on the chat and go, that's what I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been like, who? Who's that? I, I, I honestly. Dumbass yeah. goes on a Wikipedia and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> Apparently yeah. he's a lot of things. <laughs> it's because I feel like Sam Dunn is those dudes who are like casual. Uh, like, he won't go into the rabbit hole and he'll just take whatever's popular or whatever's he could find on the top you know what yeah. i mean yeah. so like he he's talked about some swedish bands and he'll be like oh yeah he talked about like how he was in love with like at the gates for example and but like there are a shitload of bands that are in that genre and you know for me for example they're amazing but the first band that I go to, because I like, I don't know, I just seem to like a lot. You know, they're the Gates of Ishtar. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm kind of diving further into that genre instead of, you know, uh, what's at the surface. 
And I feel like that's what he's all about, you know, like surface type stuff. You know, he doesn't dig further. But you know, so now I'm like watching more shows just to fucking criticize. <laughs> Hey, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do with your time at home, man. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's true. So, like, there's been times where I'm like drinking beer and I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking feel like drinking anymore. This guy pissed me off already. Like, I'll just like, stop. You know what I mean? Um, so, playing video games like a motherfucker is what I've been doing. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually, our time, our time is now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Goonies. Uh, so today. Uh, no, it was yesterday. I got. I don't know if you know the Pac-Man is free on a uh, uh, PSN. Um, which which Pac-Man? The Bandai Namco. Uh, I think really? it's Pac-Man Champions Championship Edition Part Two. I believe. Really? Yeah. Look it up. It's. I'll grab it's, it. It's free. It's pretty yeah. rad, dude. I like it. Yeah, it's free. They're they're just decided to give I'm trying it. Trying to I'm trying to push through the Final Fantasy remake still. <laughs> dude, I actually bought the original. On the PSN because it's on sale. Because I don't know if you saw that it was like a Japanese. Oh, the, sale. the PS1 one. Yes, the PS1 okay. one. And because when I was playing it again on my PS3, remember I told you I had it on there. Uh, I was already so far ahead on that save when I continued that now I'm already. The last thing to do is just finish the game right now. So uh, yeah, I'm already too far in. So what I'm gonna do is just start it, start it over again on the, the on the PS4 because there's trophies. So the trophies though in that version are cool because like because I, as somebody who mastered the fuck out of that game back in the day, yeah, um, they're all things I've done. Like okay. they're all like there's a trophy for like getting the I think the Knights of the Round. And there's a trophy oh, for shit. killing the killing the different emeralds, ruby uh, sorry, and the different and weapons, uh, ruby yeah. emeralds. Um, and then there's a trophy, I think, for winning first place at the uh, the Chocobo race in Gold Soccer. Oh, oh yeah. There's like a lot of yeah, yeah. like a lot of things you gotta do to get everything, anyways. Like yeah. they're all trophies, so like you can literally just play the fucking game, and probably platinum it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, um, that, that that remake is good, man. It's fucking hard. Um, there's uh, there's a whole system, a stagger system, which uh, oh, that's you right. wanna yeah, you get so later on or early on, you get a scan material which lets you. Um, uh, pretty much assess their weaknesses and it also yeah. tells you how you could stagger them and staggering is like the way you win because if you don't know how to stagger you're going to be dealing minimal damage and it, you end up fighting them forever so right. like you have to learn how to like focus on their stagger um, weaknesses and that way when they stagger then your party just fucking goes to town on them and that's when you deal big yeah. damage it's a really cool game uh, uh, the soundtrack score is amazing dynamic how they um, the music will shift depending yeah. on what you're doing. So, like, there's points where it's really somber while you're exploring, and when uh, shit picks up, the music will... Because it doesn't really go into battle mode, right? The the battles just happen. And when you encounter uh, monsters or enemies, the music just kind of, like, the, the tempo will wrap up. Um, ah, and then there's okay. certain uh, areas where, you know, you'll hear the... Like, they find ways to put it in there since there's no real victory at the end yeah. of the battle you just keep playing so yeah. like they'll find ways to incorporate that and then they do their original animations from the original game when they win yeah. like cloud yeah, will yeah, spin yeah, yeah. sword and tifa will do that stretch and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Cool. not only that it's fucking gorgeous and tifa's super hot um of course yeah jesus God, now in hd yeah, yeah. no more triangles uh none it's it's, those things are very round Legit. but yeah 
yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been doing. I mean, uh, watching a lot of movies. Uh, we watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, watched some Star Wars. Um, well, like I said, we uh, before we went on, we watched <laughs> Labyrinth and uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, watched that Onward movie. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're you doing know. Um, you're talking about, um, now I've seen the, or heard, I guess the first four, Mm -hmm. uh, Devin podcasts. So Mm -hmm. how far are you on that? Or did you check them all out? I checked them all out, man. Yeah. Uh, I think the last one he did was Terrier. Yeah. I need uh, need to to listen to that one. I think. Terrier's cool, man. Terrier's, uh, that point in his life where things get better or start getting better. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's fucking depressing, dude, and, and I feel bad for him, man. Like, um, I kind of like there were multiple times where I just wanted to turn it off because I'm like, dude, this dude, he's he went through a lot of shit, man, and he just kind of like took it day by I, day, I guess. You know? I had no idea he had so much animosity towards Steve Vai and his experience with him and stuff. Same, like, I didn't know that, and. I thought I it was mean, always like, oh, we're yeah. He helped me get started, and we're buddies. No, right. it was you know he he thought that he he had it made with with the uh, touring with Vi, and afterwards it just wasn't like that. And he kind of yeah. went back to just kind of living, sleeping on the floor, and yeah. like just nothing really got better for him. And he was you could tell like yeah, there was that immediate disappointment where I like you feel like you should have made it by now, and you haven't. Right and. You know, the, the path that he took with a lot of the psychedelics and the hard drugs and, you know, just. Um, but, you know, I, I give him props, though. I mean, it, the dude really grew as a person and yeah. not just as a musician, but as a human being. Like the fact that he can open up and share these experiences for and even says on the air, like he's like, man, I haven't thought about this shit in years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's. Yeah, you could tell. I was wondering. Kind of. Yeah. You can tell. I think, like he said, it's been it's been good for him because he says that he's never really spoken about it. You know? Right. And I like it because I find Devin Townsend um, as a musician, I find him fascinating, and the fact yeah. that this is the most I've heard him speak about himself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that I've been a fan of him since I was man since like 1999 around there. I've been a fan yeah. of him since I was in high school and. And then yeah, like the that, songs he, make sense. Some of them are like, now I understand, you know, with, mm-hmm. with like early on, like you you get a better idea of what it, the songs are about or where they came from or the, you know, inspiration for them. So it's pretty cool, man. Um, I highly recommend people to listen to these podcasts. They're just on YouTube. Yeah. Bl- they were supposed to be on Spotify, but I'm not sure if they're on there yet. Uh, um, yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't really decided to yeah. do a more traditional um, streaming element. But I, like I said, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the presidential elect or wannabe elect uh, that dropped out, Bloomberg. Because oh, yeah. of Bloomberg, I have a YouTube premium, so I'm actually able to lock it and just play it like an audio file. So. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I told you that guy pushed me to get premium. Yeah, I got yeah. off of it. I got. I, I like. I like YouTube without commercials. It's nice. Um, oh, is yeah, it also so, without commercials? Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes out the ads, and you can um, you can download videos, so you can not use data. 
and you can um, lock That's it. So badass. if you're listening to music on YouTube, you know how normally yeah. you have to leave it open. You can lock yes. it like you can with Apple Music. So that's uh, pretty. How rad. much is that going for? It's too much. Uh, Fifteen dollars uh, <laughs> for what it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> it's too much for what it is. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's been it's been cool, man. I, I like I said, I don't think I've seen anybody uh, own what's going on in the world like he has. He's kind yeah. of just taking it as his opportunity. I need to soul search, I guess. Right. And just, you know, learn more about, you know, who he is and by sharing his experiences. And I like the fact that he, I don't know if it's me being the mature old fart that I am now, but I like the fact that he tells you all the crazy bullshit he does and he tells you flat out, I don't condone any of it. I feel it's a shame that yeah. people romanticize that rock and roll's lifestyle because it's really not a good way to live. And yeah. you know that, you know, he... You know, he's glad that he went through it because it made him what he is. But at the same time, he's like, don't. If you can avoid it, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just don't, you know. Um, mm. I love uh, how he goes into the songs. That's my right. favorite part. Yeah, at the when end. He goes song yeah. by song. Yeah, he spends yeah. like the last half hour just goes song by song explaining, um, you know, the, the thought process of why the song exists. Right. You know, or, you know, what this lyric means or what that lyric means. Or it's just really cool to hear him talk about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the story because I mean, you can listen to the song and get the lyrics, and you get your own interpretation of it. But we almost always get it wrong, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you know, like bastard. I didn't know bastard was about having a bad night tripping on fucking psychedelics at a nightclub. I had and no puking. idea. That's and what puking, and puking. Yeah. yeah. That's what he talks puke. about too. Yeah. He wrote several songs about <laughs> that night. That night That's that right. he went to. He went clubbing <laughs> with some friends and. Yeah, you know, just the worst night of his life. He had, like he said, he said, he, oh, they did acid, is what it was. He right. did a bunch of acid and went out, and he had a bad trip, and he just felt so alone, but surrounded yeah. by people, and and yeah, and I just love the fact that he, he uh, that all that shit was based on that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I think really uh, by far, by far, my favorite story was uh, when he went to. Um, um, Roadrunner and mm. oh yeah yeah he spoke to you know he spoke to Monty I think Monty Connor the head of of not officially the the, the big shot but who's one of the the main dudes there Roadrunner yeah. he had who they had a contract they had a he had a contract with Devin and then the big boss was on vacation or something or wasn't there at that time heard the recording. And yeah, it was, was like uh, Fuck, no. samples. Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, hell no, this fucking sucks. This is terrible. We're voiding the contract. Tell them no. So Monty tells them, you know, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to go and uh you know you know, look elsewhere, we apologize. <laughs> and we're looking for this kind of music, it was like typo negative and um yeah. shit like that, right? So Devin's like, Well, give me your mailing address, give me your uh, I think it was like your your FedEx mailing <laughs> uh, code or whatever, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say I, I, I have something. I have something for you guys that you might be interested in. And Monty's like, cool. So he gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And a few days later, gets a picture uh-huh. of Devin Townsend bent over, opening his, you know, his ass, showing his butthole <laughs> to the. <laughs> that was awesome. That was That's so awesome. Big <laughs> fuck little, you, man. Big fuck you, man. 
It's a big fuck you to you guys. And yeah. apparently they're still friends, you know? After yeah, all that. despite all that. But uh, what's cool is um, <laughs> I like, I just like, like, because he talks about the business side of things, how, yeah, but, he got uh, Century Media for all his uh, strapping shit. And yeah. he got his um, uh, Inside Out for his solo shit. And that way yeah. he can release things simultaneously because he's yeah. not really, you know, he the way he writes or whatever, he just randomly comes up with shit. So right. it's, it's, I really like how he did all that, too, and how he yeah. kind of – that's how it was for a while. Like, yeah, the, the would be, albums were on Century Media. They were uh, – but it was weird how things would kind of release. Mm-hmm. When he wrote this album, this other one, would, he would write it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like uh, City and Ocean Machine. Yeah, like, yeah. and he continued that trend. He continued that trend, I believe. So that's yeah, pretty. Yeah, cool. side by side. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 cool. It's really it's really fascinating. If you guys are, um, you know, got spare time and you're fans of Devin Townsend and just want to know more about, you know, what he is, who he is, um, his thought process. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I highly recommend that. I've been joining them, but like, yeah, like Dave said, they they get pretty deep. Uh, they yeah. get pretty. Dark. Um, dark. <laughs> he goes down the spiral. He really does, and he, he does not hold back uh, when he's talking about it or any of that. So yeah, he um, doesn't sugarcoat it. He just he talks about how it was, man. Yeah, yeah. So man. crazy shit he did. There's some points that are hilarious, and there's some points that are like, fuck, poor guy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, definitely enjoy that. Um, you can't wait for the next one. You know, um, I was watching this series, this new series on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of uh, fed off of of uh, the podcast, the dark, uh, Devin podcast mm-hmm. called uh, Factor Fiction uh, by Loudwire. Have you checked that out yet, or have you seen it? No, Just by I'm chance. not down to. No, yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot of fun, man, because it's uh, 10, 15 minutes each episode, mm-hmm. and you have like a you know Gene Simmons or. Uh, Dave Mustaine or Dave Phillipson or you know Lemmy somebody just uh, mm-hmm. big shots uh, I think Steve-O was on one of them you know from Jackass um, and they go through their Wikipedia page and the, the celebrity the artist will confirm or deny or confirm or say no that's not true or say yes right. that's true yeah right and a lot you'd be surprised by a lot of things that are true and a lot of things that are not true. <laughs> no. Like it's really fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I highly recommend it. And it's it's just fun, man. Just like yeah. you you get to see some people who are assholes, uh, who are cool. Like Gene Simmons, he's a fucking asshole. Oh like, yeah. That's... Like crazy, dude. I know he tries to be he tries to be funny, but he's like, mm, you weren't even around back then. You weren't even born back then. Like you just you just very negative, but uh, it's Gene, I guess he's whatever. And then um, the funny one was Phil, Phil from Pantera. Like he's funny. He's like always trying to touch him. Like he like grabs his arm or his leg, and like he's just just to make him uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like Phil's it's pretty, always trying to grab him. Yeah, it's just to make and it's, and it's funny because he's That's so cool. much bigger. Yeah. <laughs> he's so much he's so much bigger than the guy who's interviewing. Uh, him yeah, and so it's like yeah it's, it's like the poor, poor guy from Loudwire is like oh my god he's gonna he's rape me yeah that's <laughs> pretty funny that's right so um so I found out that Chris Amat 
officially joined Dark Tranquility. And none other than Johan Reinholds as well joined Dark Tranquility as the both as their new guitarists. It's come out in the news a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now, for some of you who don't know, Johan is from Andromeda and I believe had been touring with Dark Tranquility, but he's officially part of them. And Chris Amat was, I mean, he's got a quite a background himself. Um, he's the one. He just recently did that uh, synthwave, no? The yeah, the solo album. The solo it's, yeah, synth. It's really cool. I recommend it. Yeah. So you guys may know his brother Michael Amat, who's in uh, Arch Enemy. So I can't wait for them to. I just want to see what kind of riffs and what kind of music's gonna come out. Yeah, from Dr. Quality now. I'm very curious, dude. You know? Yeah, uh, to the writing table. Yeah, because as I'm saying, it's quite a pair. Like, that's quite... It's interesting, like... So we'll see the new material, and I believe they're... Uh, I think they're in the studio, or they're writing stuff right now, so... Yeah, that's man, I mean, cool. Atoma was still fucking good. Oh, my God. That was like, they're more. back. They were back after that, back, you know what I mean? Back, yeah, back to yeah. form. Hell so yeah. I'm pretty sure this new album's gonna be deviate from that probably uh, um so one of the other cool things that i wanted to say is finally megadeth are um they're gonna come up with a they're still in the studio i think or gonna record so hopefully yeah. we'll get a new album in the winter or in the spring who knows yeah who knows now so that should be a pretty heavy one um, the only thing that I'm worried about is I really hope that they don't delay the tour because I'm going to see them in July, hopefully in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And if not, if not, I have, I still have the October one because I bought both tickets for the, Albuquerque and from El Paso, you know, motherfuckers need to stay inside right now. And stop being uh, no, I need a haircut. I need oh a haircut. I, need Look a at my hair. Look at I know. This. Yeah, but you're growing it again. I know, but it looks stupid. It's, <laughs> I mean, I got clippers. I shave my head. I don't give a fuck, you know. Yeah, that's what I was tripping out. I have a coworker who normally shaves his head, and he's got hair now, and it looks weird. And I'm like, I did. What are you doing? He goes, Well, I can't get a haircut. I'm like, Just shave your head. I'm like a chia chia pet. You know what I mean? Like fucking. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it kind of sucks. But I mean, people are like bitching. Yeah. Oh, I want to go inside Denny's. I want to go inside and eat a steak. And shut the fuck up. Like, fucking yeah. selfish assholes. Like, yeah. just, I mean, yeah, it was ridiculous. Anyways, it's, so yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried. Hopefully, I know these uh, these dudes don't prolong. Uh, as it is, literally all the heavy metal festivals yeah. are canceled. They're all canceled. All of them. Vakin. Like, dude, all of them are canceled. Like, that's it. It's, it's, it's unprecedented. It's Summer Breeze, right you know. Hellfest, like it sucks. They're all canceled. It's, it's, uh, it's insane. It's yeah. like <laughs> for real? just you don't think about it sometimes because you're yeah. you know kind of doing your own thing or whatever. But you think about how much the greater world is impacted right now. It's it's yeah. scary. It's insane. And you know yeah. what's funny too? It's like in January, February. It's like this is the year of concerts and festivals. <laughs> yeah, such high hopes. We were gonna go. I do. No. I was gonna go see Devin Townsend. I was, yeah, uh, I dude, we were all I excited. I already already have those uh, events in my brain, in yeah. my memory. They should have been there. I don't. Yeah, I don't. 
<laughs> bum, dude. God damn. But let's play a game so I could make you feel better. Okay, I want to feel better. All right, so this is a fact <laughs> or fiction. <laughs> this is so a fact or do, fiction. We're going to do, we're our, gonna own do our own. Fiction. Yeah. Except I'm not the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, fact or fiction. Mm-hmm. Dimebag almost joined Megadeth. Fact or fiction. Dimebag oh. Daryl. Uh-huh. El Pantera. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go with fiction. Okay. So, check this out. Okay. It is a fact. For so, real? Yes. So what ended up happening was this was during um, I believe eighty nine ninety I believe for during that time. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, they had a drummer, which is Nick Menza. The Vinnie Paul um, Dimebag said he would only join if Vinnie Paul would join the band. So they said we already have Nick Menza. We don't need a drummer. And so he, they had already, I think, auditioned him and everything, and he was like, "That's it, that was ready to go." But Dimebag's condition was that Vinnie Paul, Vinnie Paul, play. And uh, so it, it, because of that, it never really materialized and never became a thing. Uh, and I, and I wonder if back in like early two thousands, right when Pantera split up. Megadeth was kind of in a weird place as well. I wonder if they would have had another opportunity. They could have been. They could have probably done it at that time too. You know what I mean? Sure. Think but, about it. Like alternate timelines where, like, maybe what if he did join? And right. He wouldn't have played with Damage Plan, and right. He'd still be here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird because it's like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Sure enough, he almost. Yeah, it was. Almost, it almost came to fruition, but that's cool. I, not quite. I didn't know and why are we um, timeline, so I thought maybe Pantera was already a thing. So like, why would he join? You know, but right. in ninety, I mean, Pantera was still kind of finding itself. They started, yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So oh, sorry, why? What say? why do we bring up Megadeth? Gee whiz, why? So, good <laughs> question. <laughs> so. Today, we have decided that we're going to take a look at Rust in Peace because we deem it a fucking masterpiece. And I think that's pretty much it. I mean, that's as as, uh, clean cut as we can get. It's uh, arguably the best Megadeth album. uh, Arguably the best, I would say. For me, it is. Personally, it is. Many others... Uh, I've heard I've heard many people talk about it. Say that countdown or uh, peace cells. No, not peace cells. Uh, yeah, peace cells. Peace um, and their debut. You know, Countdown's very uh, like, is their 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 black album in a way. It's like it really is. Or it's their yeah. more uh, popular side. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, quote unquote popular. You know. Yeah. Uh, not really. Okay. Yeah. However, let's. Rust in Peace came out in 1990. Let's let's see what was out there during that time. What yeah. was the competition, if you will, uh, during that time? Climate. So let's <laughs> go with top 20 albums, right? 
So yeah, the climate, you could say that, right? So we had Death Angel Act Three, very good, good thrash. We had uh, a little grunge metal with facelift from Allison Chains. Mm-hmm. We have um, Psychotic Waltz, a social grace. Wow. Which is a little bit more thrashy, proggy. Mm. Spiritual healing from death. Mm. Which is kind of like that priest that's out now. COVID-19. COVID-19. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking blows and shit. Uh, I'm cured. I start dancing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, Nocturnus, the key, which is fucking great. Carnage, Dark Recollections for you uh, Swedish death metal free, uh, freaks. Sanctuary Into the Mirror. This was um, the War- Warl Dane before he joined uh, Nevermore. You got uh, Trouble, self-titled, Trouble, 1990. It's a great band. Chicago, I believe, not sure. Uh, Danzig, Lucifudge, Danzig 2. Fucking shit. Um, Deicide, self-titled Deicide, which is your favorite, no? Actually, Legion. Um, Shit, I keep forgetting. Cool. Legion. Self-titled is good, though. Yeah. Uh, Atheist, Peace of Mind, great album. Mm-hmm. Um, Artillery, by Inheritance, I believe, uh, a little bit more thrashy, heavier thrash. Um, Creator, Coma of Souls. Annihilator. Never, Neverland. I, I, this guy, that's a great album. Very underrated band. Uh, it's kind of like because they have a carousel of singers, so you gotta really, you can't have like one favorite singer because they all mix, they all get mixed up. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of sucks. Uh, so then, Obituary, Cause of Death. That's a good one. Very good one. Bathory, Hammerheart. All right. Uh, Entombed, Left Hand Path, good death model. Ah. Seasoning the Obese. No, just kidding. <laughs> Seasons in the Abyss by Slayer. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, Painkiller, Judas Priest. That's fucking... Uh, that's one of your favorites. One of my favorites, and we'll actually talk about it another time mm-hmm. in its entirety. But of course, the number one album of 1990 would, again, arguably, would be Rest in Peace, Megadeth. So, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, we got a... <laughs> We got quite a lineup. It's, uh, the obvious Dave Mustaine, the Daves, David Ellison, right? Right. Then you get Marty Freeman, who was almost not going to get hired because he seemed to look like a fucking poser. So my understanding is that uh, he just looked they didn't look like the part, and that's why they were kind of looking him over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they overlooked him. Yeah. And then they heard him, and they're like, nah, that's it. This is the dude. Uh, and then you had Nick Menza on drums. Right. So, great album cover. Um, for me, it's it was by uh, it's Repka, uh, Edward, Edward Repka. Great album cover to me. It's um, If you look at it, it's got Gorbachev. It's got uh, Bush Senior on there. All the political powers of the time. Yeah, you got uh, mm-hmm. British Prime Minister John Mayer. 
former Japanese Prime Minister Toshiki Kaifu. Um, you got all these people there. And then, so that's pretty cool. I think <laughs> they're just chilling. That's, uh, um, that's, that's, that's hangar. That's the hangar right there, dude. Yeah, they're the hangar. They're in uh, hangar 18, man. Uh, <laughs> so, so <clears throat> funny thing. And so we can go ahead and start with, uh, Holy Wars. Now, my understanding was in Holy Wars, um, they were in Ireland and they saw that somebody was selling t-shirts and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know if it was their t-shirts or whatever, but they were asking about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is during the time, the hardship called the troubles in Ireland, which was basically Northern Ireland versus the, I believe it was the Republic of Ireland. So they, they just wanted it to be united. Um, but Northern Ireland, I believe, just wanted to be part of uh, the UK. So it's a bit of sort of religious when you're looking at Protestants in the north and the Catholics in the south. And they were fighting over this a lot, which you two talked about this on Sunday, Bloody Sunday, um, that song. Right. And so basically when Dave found out about all that, he had no clue. And so he decided uh, to make that song Holy Wars. Mm. So that's what it's uh, essentially. That's exactly what it's about is the, the troubles, that era in uh, from Ireland. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was very interesting because um, – I don't know, like, you would think that little Middle, East, Middle Eastern part, do, do, dude, dude, yes. like you would think. I was very surprised you know. with that piece of trivia you shared with us. Like, uh, yeah. I always thought it was Holy Wars, like, yeah, like Middle, Middle East. East. Right. That shit was very much a thing, you know, yeah. back and, then. And, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I believe he kind of just said that maybe religion is a problem everywhere. And I'm, yeah, but that's, that's, that's how you got the idea for it, though. Something, uh, you know, killing for religion, something I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what is it? Who wants to be a millionaire or something? Or was it the meme where he's like, he makes, making a face like, oh shit, I don't know that answer, where it's uh, like killing uh, for religion. And then it's like, he doesn't understand. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> really? I haven't seen that. I mean, I've seen yeah. that meme. Yeah. But I didn't know they made that one. That's funny, dude. <laughs> It says killing for religion question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> but, I mean, this one uh, to me, I think, is one of the the instant uh, fan favorites. Like, it just starts off right away. Yeah. Right away, you're like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Drums kick in, and then it goes fast, fast speed picking that. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's great. And you just get sucked uh, in. You do. You really do. Um, it's just, it's a, I mean, like, it's very uh, high energy uh, opener for yeah. the album. And, mm-hmm. um, everything about it. <laughs> it's such a great song. Yeah. So, um, so I, I kind of feel like there's no, um, no chill until. <laughs> I think until like poison was a cure, but there's like no fucking chill. So as as soon as this shit starts, it's on, dude. And it's yeah. Like for example, Hangar 18, that shit's fucking insane. What did we 
count? Was it nine solos on that one? No, dude, it was more than that. I eleven, think it was I like think. eleven or something. Yeah, yeah I believe it was, it was eleven. Uh, woo, it was. <laughs> yeah, and I just I don't know. To me, it's one of. The <laughs> it's got some of those. It's if you think of it, if you take it lyrically, it's a very short song. It's like yeah. what two, three verses. And yeah, then, the beginning and then everything else. Yeah, and then it just proceeds to shred for the next like four minutes, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I love that ending. And everybody says, it's like a roll. Yeah, dude. Did you check out that uh, that performance on Tubi or on Tubby? Uh, no, I never got around to it, dude. It's hard. Yeah, I need to. That's the whole the whole thing, right? It's a uh, the Rust in Peace tour. It's just yeah. that, that's just a whole album. They didn't. I have the. Um, what the was? What's it's got the hits. It's a uh, snap or it's a snap. Okay. You can do it. Uh, uh, I could probably maybe. do because this is how I watched the Devin Townsend show yesterday. I just did a screen mirror because I have a Apple TV. Yeah, you could. You should be able to. Probably just screen mirror. And I'm pretty sure it's an app too on your phone. It'll uh, play through the soundbar, you know. So sound dope. Dude, it, it's gonna sound fucking killer, man. So. Cool. I got you know. See if I can do it tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, I think to me this is probably, uh, in a strange way, deviating from Thrash. This whole album, uh, even though it's still Thrash. Yeah. I think Thrash at that time was already dead. Um, like it was dying off. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I mean, cause at, at this time we already had the Black album. We already had a lot about you know bands kind of moving away from that or when did the black album come out i think 91 91? so yeah so at this time moment they're already writing it they've been writing it yeah they're already away from that from 88 to 91 they're already writing it they're in the process Mm -hmm. and so i think it's it's interesting to me is um you know it's it's a bit of a departure i think for i don't know what happened it's like if these guys like, Dave Mustaine was already clearly talented mm-hmm. before, right? When, let me see really quick. So he had done So Far, So Good, So What? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, okay, pretty cool. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, like, things just kind of, he, like, I don't know if he did, like, steroids or... You know what I mean? Like, all <laughs> of a sudden, the music just went fucking into this completely different direction. His writing process was fucking killer, precise. You know what I mean? It was very fucking, like, uh, forward-thinking. You know what I mean? That's, and so that's probably why what it I... had to be. Like, because, you know, if you think about it, uh, he's, in a, he's playing a genre that, for the most part, is tapering off. And right. it's like, well, I want to keep doing this. What can I do to you know keep it fresh and you know where can i go with it you know what i mean definitely heavier more 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 uh technical is what probably yeah saved it. it's for sure <clears throat> and i mean i don't know if it if, if it has to do with um that they started a little bit later than other people like testament for example testament started way later they started in 87 right you know they got started way later, so but they're that doesn't matter because they're still kicking ass now, you know. Exactly. But 
I think it's interesting that uh, Dave Mustaine started maybe a year or two later than he really would have because, I mean, he was invested in Metallica, you know what I mean? And um, apparently, even in Holy Wars, that riff in the beginning was supposed to be the riff from Call of Cthulhu or Cthulhu or whatever because he actually had a hand in that song as, as well. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just, to me, that's why I think this album kind of deserves to be heard more or people should listen to it. Uh, if they haven't heard it, uh, it's definitely more progressive, uh, especially with the changes. And I, I think, I forgot which one was. Uh, I think it was Tornado of Souls that has like three or four different changes in the song itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it's just fucking wild, man. Yeah, it's, but, it's very it's very progressive without it being necessarily progressive. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, Take No Prisoners. Another fucking kick-ass song, and I think I love that song. Yeah, I just love that because it's like it's got it's a great fucking it's got a great message to it. It's like take no shit, dude. Ever. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Um, you wanna go ahead and take the take the reins. Next ones. Uh, the next song. Five magic. Five magics, which starts off has quite an opening right like it, it uh starts off actually slower than uh other than most of the songs except for the exception of uh fucking um what's that one called Dom patrol which is just bass but the song starts off yeah. a little like eerie and creepy at the beginning with the the bass and everything and then it's kind of yeah yeah and it starts off real uh real slow uh, but once it picks up, it's fucking dope, and it's yeah, it's straight up like about wizards and shit. Right. <laughs> like it's just uh, possessed with hellish torment, possessed with hellish torment. I master magic's five, I master the magic's five. Like it's just straight up, yeah, singing about fucking like medieval times shit. Um, this song, which made it on our uh, our our viral episode, uh, poison was the cure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, this one again, uh, very. This is almost like a, almost like a. What was that? You hear that? No. Oh weird. Maybe it's my phone. I heard like a boop 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 boop. Anyway. Oh, I, was, I, I pressed uh, playback on the. That was Apple. You. Okay. Music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was sure. making sure. My headphones. My headphones should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Poison um, was a cure. I think is a little bit more. I think it's like an intro, dude. I see it as an intro. Yeah, uh, maybe like uh like almost like an interlude for the last part of the album or something. But like yeah, it's like a good. It's very short, very fast, yeah. almost punkish. Yeah. It's, uh, followed by uh, Lucretia, Lucretia. Lucretia, yeah. Lucretia. That one I know is like based off some woman. I don't know who it is. Um, who was the woman? Look it up. It was um, Lucretia Borgia. So maybe it was the family of the Borgias. Borgias, I don't know. Maybe. But it was uh, it was the daughter of uh, Pope Alexander the Sixth, um, and she had a reputation for. I mean, I guess she was just a vile person, and she com- mm-hmm. you know, did vile acts or whatever, you know. Uh, 
Supposed rumors of incest, poisoning, and murder at just for fun. From sounds just like the kind you take home to mother. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> got yeah, to. you got to. Yeah, yeah, because like the lyrics are definitely like going into like description of like you know creepy like a creepy home, creepy uh, place, and yeah, um, you know that talking about Lucretia, she you know waits, you know, yeah. impatiently. Um, so I mean, yeah, it could be like something like maybe like it's like maybe exploring her her abode or you know something like that. Yeah. This uh, next song is one of my favorites though. Uh, Tornado yes. Pulse, which is probably the probably the like you said, it's got a lot of changes, but it's also manages to be very catchy. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> um, in the eye of the tornado. Yeah. Like <laughs> for that, me, it was it was funny because like when I was listening to it, like. You know, I don't know the official meaning, the the official like what it's all about, what it means, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but one of the things that I that stood out was he was saying that he's safe in the eye of a tornado, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of significant because it's like, you know, <laughs> there could be all kinds of shit going on around, uh, going on around you. And it it kind of could represent the tornado, you know what I mean? The eye of the tornado, and, where you are yeah. kind of just surrounded by all the shit, but yeah, but you're still okay. kind of like you're you're in the middle of it, but for some reason it's still like you're safe, and you're okay with you're kind of maybe accepted it, or that you're just okay with it, uh, or maybe you're just not bothering you, you know? But I I just like that that of course like I was saying, um, it's got all these changes to it, but it's. Just, I mean, I'll tell you right now, because we're we're gonna say which is our favorites. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you wanted to add on anything to it about it. Um, mostly just the fact that it's uh, this is actually the first song I heard off this album. Yeah. I actually heard, I actually heard um, Tornado of Souls like, man, I think I heard it like in like in uh, like in a collection of something else. Like I don't, I don't know if it was actually like a demo disc or anything like that. But I, yeah. Man, I remember I heard it before I even knew the album existed. This was like obviously way after the fact. It was like in probably like in fucking high school or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, like that was the, definitely one of the first songs I heard because at first, believe it or not, I didn't like Megadeth at first. Um, I yeah. thought he, I thought he sounded terrible. He was definitely a, a singer <laughs> that had to grow on me. Yeah. And I remember I first heard the song. I didn't really like it, but I like I thought it sounded cool. But I was like, man, I don't know about that voice though. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's it's yeah. It's definitely something that I had to get into. And actually, you know, as I became you know born to actual metal, not new metal, but actual metal, it became more of a thing where I started appreciating more of what it represented and what it was and. Yeah. Look at the sum of its parts to you know what it ultimately ended up being, and I was like, you know, David Sane's a fucking genius. <laughs> like in yeah, hindsight, sure. I'm like, how For dare sure. I bite my tongue, ever talk shit about him? <laughs> yeah, and but, and, uh, and, I, and uh, I mean, I don't know. When you look at it, you know, Dawn Patrol. That's it. Does sound like it's an intro to to Rust in Peace, and I kind of feel like that should have been. It's fodder. I don't. I, I they should not have never added it to the. To the Dawn album. Patrol is definitely whatever. I, yeah. I mean, I hate to say throwaway, but it screams throwaway to me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I see it as um, 
uh, I, honestly, I see it as a breather when you look at uh, Dave Mustaine play it uh, live, that mm-hmm. album. They played it in its entirety. I I feel like that's a breather. Like he's taking a breather. And yeah. He's just, you know, taking his for time the, out. For, for him and the crowd, probably. Yeah. Because the rest of the album is, whoo! <laughs> the whole album, dude. And then plus, I, I remember they play their hits after that, you know? And uh, oh, so you get a full the, set. Yeah, yeah. So you get the first half, it's just the album. And the second yeah. half, it's a mix. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, if you have the DVD, it's like that. If you watch it on Tubi, it's just the just rest in peace. You know? That's the rest in peace portion. Yeah. So, first of all, rest in peace, Polaris. Mm-hmm. Such a fucking kick-ass tune. And talks about just, I mean, he even talks about the air smelling like rotten egg. Uh, yeah. because of the fucking nukes just like like i love how he says that it blows up my one mile high you know mm-hmm. it blows up a mile high and then it, it things smell a rotten egg like <laughs> that's fucking killer dude i don't know i just love the, <laughs> the fucking lyrics are so specific to um let me see if i can find it um let's see My system's locked in on military gluttons. I rule on air. I rule on land, air, and sea. Pass judgment on humanity. Winds blow from the bowels of hell. Will we give warning? Only time will tell. Satan rears his ugly head to spit into the wind. I (laughs) I spread disease like a dog. Discharge my payload a mile high. Rotten egg air of death wrestles your nostrils. Uh, fucking love that shit. Yeah. The end doesn't scare us. When will this? I spread disease like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> was, whenever you read it, I pictured it in my head. I was like, yeah, oh, fucking. Yes. Yeah, like enunciates his words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's fucking awesome writing, dude. Um. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is like, this dude, he could make, he knows how to uh how to write lyrics and but not only that like you know accentuate or yeah or really, or really i mean like well like like that excerpt you covered i mean it's yeah. literally painting a picture you know it's yeah describing, yeah he's setting up a, a scene you know fucking being at ground zero with a fucking mushroom cloud over your head and the fucking right. stench you know and right it's fucking great it's fucking awesome um so, so what i wanted to say is um mm-hmm. Uh, little factoid here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, Hangar 18 was based off a UFO conspiracy, uh, uh, which was the uh, the Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, it's the location where the alien aircraft the alien aircraft was taken from Roswell. Uh, so. It was funny because I believe this was really kind of like the drummer Nick Menza's uh, brainchild. Like he was really pushing it to for them to make that song, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Uh, one of the other things that I thought was badass is the uh, the solo for was it Techno Prisoners? Five Magics. Uh-huh. So the solo for Five Magics, Marty Marty Friedman for whatever reason he couldn't fucking do it. He kept fucking up, and he was like really—he was getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. When, um, well, I thought it was funny. It was—I think it was like the producer, or uh, 
yeah, it was a producer. He gave him a pick that belonged to Slash. Because I think Slash was recording there also, and he just left the pick there or something. And so what ended up happening is <laughs> he finished that solo in one take. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so and it was like magic, right? It just uh, all of a sudden. Channel so, the magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the pick of destiny, dude. The pick of destiny shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, so my, I mean, probably my favorite moments from the album. Uh, so definitely Holy Wars. Yeah. Um, Hangar 18 is, I feel, musically speaking, is just such a, a fucking clinic. Yeah. Um. Again, yeah, we count the solos, but I mean, each solo is different. Every yeah. single time the song breaks from its melody to do a solo, it's a different solo, and it's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, they're um, never the same. Exactly. They're never exactly. The same. It just never repeats itself. Such a great fucking moment. Um. Then of course, like I said, uh, Tornado of Souls, which was one of my first introductions to the band. Um. A great song. Again, manages to be very progressive and heavy at the same time. Yeah. Fucking catchy as hell. Very catchy. Um, edit it down, edit it out like two minutes of it, and you got a radio hit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, those are definitely like my my favorite favorite songs. Off. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Hangar 18, though. Mostly because it just speaks to the musical snob in me. Just I love the yeah. way that song is uh, just put together. Yeah, dude. It's 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 so funny because you say that too. Because it's funny in that he just kind of has a few lines. And then he just starts rocking the fuck out on that. Man. That's all it is. Like, almost like they forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost yeah, like they forgot that they, hey, we should have uh, had a, we should have supposed to go back to the verse, bro. Nah, it's fucking, just keep yeah. going. Just keep jamming. <laughs> just keep jamming, just dude. Keep sounds jamming, good. dude. Uh, I almost feel like that song came about that way, man. Just organic as hell. Just the way right. it feels. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Uh, it all yeah. sounds fucking right. Yeah, yeah. It really does, dude. Like, just everything yeah, feels yeah, so yeah. natural on this album. Like, yeah. you can tell, like, they were just, the creative juices were flowing and they were just, you know, in sync. Like everything and, just came together. And I wonder if, okay. I wonder if that happens with Dave, because on a lot of different albums, he doesn't have a solid lineup. He, he always changes. Yeah. Um, he'll have, he'll have a lineup for like two albums or one album and then change, you know, just the same way that uh, Chuck from, from death did. He, he had different lineups all the right. fucking time. Depending on what he needed to do, or yeah, exactly. Depending right. on what, he, and I, I don't believe it was because he had a hard time with people. I just believe he used them for different, like you said, for I need this guy to do this job. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. this guitarist will serve me better for what I'm trying to do here. And, yeah, exactly. And people for, like tend to make it like a thing, like maybe he's you know hard to work with or control right. freak. But let's be honest. I mean, Megadeth is Dave Mustaine, just like yeah. Nine Inch yeah. Nails is Trent Reznor or Faith No More. It's Mike Patton. Like they're the it's yeah. their projects. It's they. Yeah. You know what? They have I think a certain right to be a control freak in the sense that hey, they're trying to create something. You're being hired to do the thing, and yeah. I think people that maybe don't get put on again for another album, they take it as like offense or something. Yeah. You know, which they really shouldn't. You know. Right. But, exactly. You know, why do you got to make it about you or make it personal where, hey, you know what? You had the cool experience. You got to be on one of the best albums of all time. You know, it's great. Yeah, exactly. You know, take it for yeah. what it is. Exactly. Well, I don't know why people money. have to <laughs> spread shit. And, I don't know. Yeah, I, always, I always find that weird. So, I, yeah, I've been yeah. thinking about that myself, too, a lot lately. It's like all these artists that 
you know, tend to rotate through different musicians, you know, Devin Townsend included, you know, since we kind right. of been talking a lot about him lately, like yeah. he, you know, they all have, um, they have their needs, you know, and, yeah. uh, Devin even went on saying that he, you know, felt bad not wanting to do strapping a lad because that was his project with Brian and Jed and, um, uh, Byron and Jed and uh, Gene, and they wanted yeah. to keep going and he didn't, <laughs> he wanted to do his own shit, but, yeah. You know, he felt, you know, like, well, you guys are just for my heavy shit. So he brought him on for physicists or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, you because know, I think I like, almost like got a, like almost out of pity. Like, you know, like, ah, I, I thought I felt, a project. I, yeah, I, I, just, saw, I heard him talk about it. I was like, dude, don't, don't bring him in out of pity, bro. Like, <laughs> that's why they resented him so much. Or Gene, at least. Gene did, uh, yeah. Resented him so much with the shades. Gene's not here. Gene's got shade on. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. Okay. And that's why whenever, whenever people, <laughs> when I when I met him at the Fear Factory show and asked him how Devin was, he was like, eh, he's cool, I guess. Like, <laughs> like I, I never thought about it. I thought he just maybe gets tired of being asked stuff about, you know, like what was it like playing with Chuck or whatever, you know, stuff like that. So he probably, got, I figured maybe he just gets tired of being asked stuff. But maybe it was just because like Devin was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would see that, right? That's you know, but again, you know, it's it is what it is. I just um, right. seeing how David Stain writes and how he works and um, how every album, yeah, every album is kind of its own thing, its own entity, and that's just how it's been, you know, for the past twenty years at least. So I feel, yeah, I I, I don't look at it as a bad thing, you know, when they get yeah. new musicians for new projects or new albums or whatever the fuck. Right. Um. So I wanted to add. Um, if you look at the 2004 remaster, it does have a song called My Creation at the end. Right, and it's, uh, it's just a little song about, um, it's called uh, My Creation. So it's like about, kind of like Frankenstein telling his creature, hey, I'm going to get you a bride, buddy. I'm going to get mm-hmm. you a, a toy. <laughs> so it's just basically telling him, like, yeah, I'm going to get you a bride. Uh, and uh, just about Frankenstein. It's pretty cool. Just, it's, it's a really short one. It's about a minute and a half. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of it is uh, the Rust in Peace Polaris demo, Holy Wars demo, and Tigno Prisoners demo, which I have not checked out. But that's the, the difference between the, the standards. Yeah, and that's probably yeah. the one you'll get on uh, Spotify and all it's that. It's on Spotify, yeah. Uh, then there's the Korean edition, which has a song called Breakpoint. Now, I'm incredibly interested and I want to hear this now because mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was another version of it, of another version with a, a, another oh, song. It's a, it's a bonus right. song, basically. Right. Because I know they, they did that with a Japanese version of, um, I think it was the United Abominations album. Mm-hmm. They did a Japanese version and it had a couple of different songs and I was like, holy shit, that's badass. So that's cool. now I'm interested. I got to check this out. Breakpoint. Yeah, so, yeah. Because that's like, this is like a... If it was written, it's the same lineup. It's Ellison, Menza, Mustaine. You know, like I, I got to hear this now. It was so. probably written during the sessions when they were it writing is. the album. Yeah. yeah. So. so like now I got to hear that. That I did not know. That's cool. So it's on YouTube or something. So my favorite again mm-hmm. uh, is for sure Tornado of Souls. Tornado of Souls is like the uh, to me the bread and butter of this album. Uh, it's um, I think just because of the changes also, you know, it's so fucking out there. Um, and, and I would agree that this is definitely, uh, um, it changed 
people's perspective on what a thrash band could do. Absolutely. I don't think these guys were pigeonholed ever again or ever. I mean, if you look at Countdown, it was a little bit more watered down. Yeah, I, I and, would agree. And then, so it's kind of weird, but ended up being their biggest hit, I think. Their biggest selling album, probably. Um, and then Definitely Euthanasia. Definitely one of their most beloved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Euthanasia, to me, was very underrated. Uh, Euthanasia is very fucking underrated, dude. That's I the mean, one with the Tula Mond, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah. song. It's uh, for real, man. I mean, let me see on that one. Uh, Euthanasia has my one of my favorite songs, which is uh, Reckoning Day, Addicted to Chaos, Elysian Fields, Bloody Heroes is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Trainer Consequences. It's such a pop song, but it's such a fucking good song. It's so it, I love. I just love the way he sings it. You know, it's a good song. But anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, we're talking about Rust in Peace. Um, do you think at this point? I think it's clear that they've easily destroyed Metallica at this point. I agree. I would agree. I mean. Being what Metallica is after this album's release, <laughs> you know. Oh my God! What, what, <laughs> they uh, they show their um, hand, you know. They show their hand, and everybody <laughs> kind of like, whoa! Like, that's a major departure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a major de- from from and Justice for All to to the Black Album is a major departure. It really so. was, and you know, um. It's cool though, because if it wasn't for that album, we wouldn't have the drum effects on Ocean Machine. So that's right. That's <laughs> right. A, I forgot about that. Such a weird story. Uh, yeah, again, uh, you guys check out those podcasts. Check out the fucking check out those podcasts. <laughs> so, so funny that add, they ripped that off. <laughs> I wanted to add that oh, I don't know if it'll be our next podcast, but very soon, actually, we're gonna be talking about and Justice for All. Right. And we're gonna be doing the same thing. We're gonna take a to get a little bit in-depth to, uh, little look dive. Uh, at Injustice for All, what made it great, uh, what we like, just like cover everything, mm-hmm. lineup, lack of bass, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that for sure. Yeah. And, and how if you're not careful, it'll fuck up your speakers because it's fucking powerful, man. It's a, it's a it's heavy a very, album. It's a fucking heavy-ass album. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. Uh, and again, like I said, I am going to do a... Um, in be- between... The solo, the, the the episodes that I do with you with Gonzo, I'm gonna be doing little solo mini episodes. Uh, I'm gonna be doing like 25 minutes maybe, and it's stuff to get out there. Uh, that, I mean, that we don't have to do a whole story to. Yeah. And then I could just start uh, getting stuff out because I have this shit in my head and I feel like I need to get it out. Like it, it's, it's like good. A it's, it's good for you, man, because right now, uh, given your line of work and everything, you're kind of cooped up right now, and I think it's good for you yeah. to get your thoughts out there in some some kind of creative, constructive way, you know. And yeah, I know I can imagine just being at least like with my job, I work for what they call essential services, so I get to leave the build the house, you know, yeah. most of the week. But for a lot of you folks that are stuck all day, I can imagine it can get pretty stir crazy and. 
Kind of yeah, being alone so with your thoughts too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely I think uh, you putting out some solo episodes throughout the week to help supplement the show is a good idea. And I'll definitely check them out. So, you know me, I hate hearing the sound of my voice, but I'll listen to your voice all day. (laughs) So, now I have a a thing here. Okay. Guys, check out the new Catatonia. Yeah. And tell me if I'm being too harsh. Um, which I'm not. I don't think I'm being too harsh. I think I. Just, I think I liked it a little more than you did. But yeah, um, I think it, I, it needs to grow on me. I think. Yeah, maybe. So my score of seven might change. We'll. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so yeah. If anything, check out the new pissing razors too. Oh. Um, yeah. Not, not well, the new pissing razors. It's, it just came out on. Right. <laughs> but it's been out for. But many the fact years. that it's easily accessible finally for the masses too. Uh, consume so yeah definitely all right stuff so on that note buy the ticket take the ride